The Bible passage is Colossians 2, verses 1 to 7. I read. I want you to know how hard I am contending for you and for those at Laodicea, and for all who have not met me personally. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love, so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding, in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. For though I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit, and delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. May God bless the reading and the hearing of his word. Thank you. We'll keep the passage open before you. Uh, Let's come to God in prayer. Father, we thank you for the privilege of hearing what you have done and are doing in the life of Miracle and Simeon. And Father, thank you that you are at work in this world. And Father, as we hear your word explained and preached now, we ask that you would open our eyes to understand it. Help us, Father, to know what you are saying to us and to our situation. We pray that you would lead us to see the wonder and the beauty and indeed the treasures that are found in Christ Jesus. Help us, Lord. Now, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to imagine, just for a moment, that you have found a great treasure. Perhaps you're doing some renovation in your home, or uh, you're out in the field, uh, out in one of the fields around here, and you find a great treasure. What will you do with it? How will it affect how you live? You might share it so that others can benefit from that great treasure. Or, of course, you might kind of keep it to yourself and hide it away. Or, with this great treasure you found, you may simply use it and enjoy it. But one thing's for sure, if you found great treasure, it will affect you, won't it? It will change your outlook in life. It will direct and shape you from that moment on you certainly would not walk away from it if you found great treasure. Well, that's kind of the imagery that we have in in this passage here. And as we look at this passage, uh, that grace read to us, we will see this very much in this passage. There is a treasure, and we are to ensure that we allow that treasure to shape us and to mould us and to take us forward. You see, Paul is writing to the church in Colossae about this great treasure. Now, this is not a physical treasure, but something, or indeed, someone who is far, 
far greater. One who brings transformation and blessings that last for all eternity. This is how Paul describes this treasure in verses 2 and 3. He speaks about the full riches of complete understanding. And indeed, he, he, he labours that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. What is he talking about? Well, in the word, we can say he's talking about the gospel. He's talking about the gospel, the Lord Jesus Christ. He's talking about Jesus. That all those treasures flow from. He is the greatest treasure of all. Once this mystery was hidden, but in Christ, that treasure has now been fully known. Now all the world can taste of the riches that are found in him. Now all the world can know and see the difference that Christ makes in a person's life. And so Paul was working hard, not only that others would know about Jesus, but indeed will know him and will go on to completion, will go on to maturity and will know Christ's will in their life all the more. See, Paul was working hard that others may be transformed by him. And you get that as you read this passage. He's labouring hard. He's wanting to see everyone complete in Jesus. He wants to see them as God wants them to be. And yet there is a problem. You see, the problem that was facing Paul and the church in Colossae is actually the same problem that we face today. It's the same problem. It may have slightly different clothes on, but it's still the same problem underneath. You see, the church, having tasted and experienced the riches that are found in Christ, they are always in danger of being drawn to lesser treasures. Treasure that glitters and promises so much, and yet at the end of the day will completely fail. There were false teachers, and we know that. We listen to preachers because they tell us what we want to hear. We've got to make sure that these preachers are, are upholding Christ and are proclaiming Christ. Otherwise, they're false teachers. There were false teachers and there were fake philosophies. Things that seem so attractive and fascinating and yet are not rooted in Christ. And those fake philosophies would take people away from the gospel, away from the riches that are found in Christ. And then there was flaky faith. You know, Paul was delighted to see and to know how this church was growing. And he writes and says, look, you're standing firm and I'm delighted to see that. But he knows the reality that what is true today and tomorrow may not necessarily be true in the future. Paul was painfully aware of people who had shipwrecked their faith. 
who had lost sight of the riches that were found in Christ. And so he is writing to challenge them and us to see who Jesus is and to never lose sight of him. Indeed, we can say that he knew there was a danger facing them to be deceived. Look at verse 4. They they could be deceived by these fine-sounding arguments. Indeed, there was a danger of them being taken captive through hollow and deceptive philosophies rather than depending on Christ, verse 8. And so for Miracle and Simeon today, today is a great day and we are all celebrating with you, celebrating God's grace to you and that your faith is firm, your faith is solid and we rejoice in that. And yet there are real dangers, dangers facing all of us. And so I want to just bring two two challenges from verses 6 and 7 now. Challenges that are so relevant to you, but actually are relevant to all of us here. First of all, here's the first challenge. See whom you have received. See whom you have received. If you are in danger of looking towards a lesser treasure or abandoning a great treasure that you have, what do you need to hear? Well, you need to hear how good the treasure is that you do have. You need to understand just who Jesus really is. And that is what Paul is doing in chapter 1 of Colossians. He is wanting to make sure that they know whom they have embraced. They have embraced the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord. We see that there at the beginning of verse 6. And so, going back to chapter 1, for instance, he has taught them that, from verse 13, that God has rescued his readers from the dominion of darkness and brought them into the kingdom of the Son he loves. Miracle and Simeon, you have been taken out of the kingdom of darkness. And because of Christ, you have been brought into his kingdom. The kingdom of light. A kingdom that will last forever. And so in Christ, there is redemption, freedom to know God. There is the forgiveness of sins. And then in chapter 1, verse 15, he goes on to explain who Jesus is. That he is the son who is the image of the invisible God. He is the rightful Lord over all creation. Verse 16, all things have been created through Jesus and for him. Verse 17, he is before all things and in him all things hold together. You see, Jesus isn't someone who simply died on the cross and that was it. Rather, Jesus, sorry, sorry for that. That's because the door's open. Jesus didn't just say, Jesus isn't someone who is dead and that's it. No, he is alive and he's been exalted to the highest place. He is the Lord of all. And we need to see that this morning. We need to again and again see just who Jesus is. 
He is the rightful king and ruler that at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow before him. And so Paul writes this church and he says to them, verse 6, see whom you have received. You have received Jesus Christ as Lord. They have received him. When we had a lodger uh, for a few months, uh, we received him. We welcomed him into our home and we sought to support him and help him in any way we can. Well, in a far greater way, the church and all those in Jesus have embraced Jesus as their rightful Lord. They have welcomed him. They recognise who he was and were willing to have their lives changed as a result. They received Jesus, they welcomed him and embraced him. And so we can see that they joyfully submitted to him. And Miracle and Simeon today, you have both professed Jesus as your Lord. You have come to that point of knowing him as your rightful saviour. Or can I say this morning, remember who he is. Never lose sight of Jesus. He is the one who has laid down his life for you so that you can have life. For many people, life is just a bewildering jumble of events with no real purpose. But you know that life is heading to a glorious conclusion. Hold on to Jesus. He is making this world right. He's already made you right. Keep trusting him. And those of us here who have received Jesus Christ as Lord, who have embraced him, never lose sight of who Jesus is. Sadly, our focus can shift. That sweetness of joy can dull over time. Robert Robinson uh, the hymn writer expressed it in these words, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God I love. That's something we all feel. We go through those times when we lose sight of who Jesus is. Well, we need to remember who it is that we have received. We have received Jesus as our Lord. Keep looking to him. And maybe you have never recognised who Jesus is. And you need to see that Jesus is one who has died and is risen again. And he is the one that you must give an account to. If you carry on rejecting Jesus, you are rejecting the greatest treasure of all. Just this week, Bitcoin was starting to collapse, I believe. Something like £2 billion was wiped off people's finances in one day. Treasure. Stored up, meant to be the securest place possible. Gone in a click. Gone. The treasure that's found in Jesus lasts for all eternity. The forgiveness of sins. Reconciliation with God. Being made friends with God for all eternity. That will never be taken away. Whatever economic crisis comes, whatever war may come to us, You are safe if you put your hope in Christ. Come to him before it's too late. Well, that's the first challenge. See whom you have received. And the second challenge is this. 
continue in him. Continue in him. And so in verse 6 and 7 we now come to the heartbeat of what Paul wants to say. Not just in these little verses but in the whole of the letter. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. So you have a responsibility to keep looking to Jesus and living for him. Like a a pilot of a ship has a responsibility to keep focused on one point. Lose that point and they'll go adrift. So too, we need to keep looking to Christ. Otherwise, we will go adrift. Paul wants to see his healthy readers to stay healthy. And Miracle and Simeon, now that you have received Christ Jesus, continue in him. Continue in him. And Paul gives us three descriptions of what that looks like. And these descriptions help us to keep resting in him. And so the first one is this. It is the description of being nourished and secure. Look at verse 7. Rooted and built up in him. Out the back we have our church uh, community garden. And right in the middle of that garden we have two trees. Now just try for a moment putting those trees up. Just try. You won't. They are completely rooted. Their roots go down very deep. And even if we forget to water all the shrubs, they'll die. But those trees will remain firm. Why? Because they're rooted deep. And that's the image that Paul wants these readers to understand. If they are trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ, then they are rooted in him. They are secure. And whatever storms may come, they are safe. And indeed, roots get their nutrients from the ground and from deep down below. And so too, we get our nutrients, if you like, our life from Christ by being rooted in him. So we need to ensure that we continue. And that is being rooted in Christ Jesus. I'm astounded when people uh, say to me that they have lost, that they are trusting in Jesus and yet they are not really looking to him at all. They're not hearing his word because that's the second imagery here, isn't it? Strengthened in the faith. Look at verse 7. His readers don't need to hear a new teaching in order to grow. Why? They have all they already have in Jesus. And therefore, why do they need to hear a, a teaching that ultimately replaces Christ with something else? No, no, no. They need to keep coming back to Christ. And so their faith needs to continue to be strengthened as they hear of Christ and draw their strength from him. And so for each of us here today, let us ensure that we continue to hear of Christ. People wonder why they're not healthy and growing And then you ask a few questions and they hardly ever read God's word. They're not meeting with God's people. Well, you're not going to grow like that. And you will be easy prey for the evil one. Rather, continue in what you have been taught. Live it out day by day. 
And that's the imagery here, isn't it? We have this tree, and then of course parallel to that, this building, being strengthened, firm foundations. And now we've seen about the word being preached, hearing it, continuing in it. And now, here's one more description. They are overflowing in thankfulness. Jesus told a story about treasure that had been buried uh, in a field. And this man found it. And he wanted that treasure so badly, he was willing to sell everything he had. And so, he sold everything. And people must have thought, he was crazy. Why are you selling everything? And so joyfully giving away everything. Well, because he wants that great treasure of all. And you know, for you and me today, if we have found Jesus, we have found the greatest treasure of all. Therefore, we should be willingly uh, following him. Willingly even suffering for him. Because Jesus has taken the penalty for us. He is our very life. Our very joy. Everything we need is found in him. And so thankfulness, therefore, is a sign of health. Just as plants start to droop when they don't have enough water. So we start to droop, and that is seen in lack of thankfulness. We've lost sight of what we have in Christ. Well, Miracle and Simeon. Just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. Rooted and built up in him. Strengthened in the faith as you were taught. And overflowing with thankfulness. There is no better place than to put your trust in Christ. So as we draw to a close, I think we can say that Following Jesus is a little bit like reading a bike, uh, is, is, is riding a bike. If you don't keep going, what's going to happen? You fall off. And in the same way, you need to keep looking to Jesus. And he will indeed keep you to the end. And so if you are feeling like you're wobbling today, keep looking to Christ. And he will remind you the firm foundation you have in him. And if you do not know Christ, then you are missing the greatest treasure of all. Well, may the Lord help us and continue to speak to us from his word. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for what we've heard from your word today. We thank you that Paul needed to write these words, not because they were unhealthy, not because they were particularly struggling, but actually because they were healthy. And he knew that they needed, that there was a danger facing them, that they needed to be prepared for. And so, as Miracle and Simeon go out into the world, may they know that it is so easy for their faith to falter, And yet, they need to keep looking to Christ, who will indeed hold them firm to the very end and for all eternity. And so may we never ever feel that we've looked at Christ enough. May we continue to trust in him and to rest in him and to delight 
in Jesus. May thankfulness be seen in our lives as we reflect all the more on who Jesus is. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.